0: on this beautiful, almost Christmas morning. Excited to have our kids with us this morning, so we picked songs. right? We can worship the Lord and laugh and praise together.
1: of him. <laughs>
2: As is an advertisement of that which is to come. He is going to reign in the earth because he already reigns in our earth. He reigns over us individually. He will reign over the world collectively. This is not just some mental ascension that we have that we agree with some historical fact somewhere. It's not just that he came to die, but he came to die for me. It's not just that he came to be a sacrifice for sins, but he became my sacrifice. And this morning, in my heart, I want to declare to you, uh, just not as Pastor John, but as an, as an individual, uh, he's the God of my everything. He's the God of my sorrow. He's the God of my weakness. He's the God of my mountaintop. Is the God of my valley. He's the God of my questions. He's the God of my answers. He is our Lord. And it's to Him that we gather this morning. It's to Him that we give our heart of worship. And if you look over the shoulder, your shoulder uh, this year, you've probably had the gamut of all those experiences. And even in the darkest of those moments, the Lord has been near you and faithful. And he still holds all that you've committed to him against that day. He's kept it. He's kept it faithful. Faithful, Lord. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Father, we stand before you this morning and we honor your son, Jesus Christ, the Lord, our Savior, our Lord, our protector, our preserver, our source, our strength, our help, our hope, our light and our life and it's to you Jesus that we give all praise and honor and glory in a world that does not acknowledge you we not only acknowledge you we worship you O Lord we give you the praise and the glory that's due your name Father just honor our gathering today with your presence, make Jesus known front and center may our hearts be uh, exposed in the sense that we can know where we are with you and that we can draw ever closer ever closer anticipating the return of your son jesus came father just like he promised to die and he's coming again for his church and he's coming again to rule and reign and we anticipate that with great joy today father and all of god's people this morning Would you give the Lord the shout of the morning this morning? Would you do that? Praise the Lord. You may be seated this morning.
0: Good morning, guys, and Merry Christmas to you guys. Uh, Good morning. I know everybody is so excited in this season. We have kids out of school um, no Children's Church this morning, so we are just abuzz with the excitement and um, anticipation of Christmas. So I'm so glad that we get to worship together today. If this is your first time visiting with us today, or if it's your first time in a while, um, we're so glad that you're here with us. If, you, um, if for some reason our greeters didn't catch you as you walked in the door, please do me a huge favor and as you are leaving today in the foyer, um, we've got our greeters table set up. And if you'll just stop by there, we just love to put a gift in your hands. We're not going to track you down. Um, but we would like to talk to you a little bit about how we can best serve you if for some reason, um, you know, if you'd like anybody from our staff or one of our elders to come and visit you, or if there's anything that we can do for you, just please let us know. We're just very glad that we get to worship and serve together, and we hope you feel at home here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and ask them to play our announcement video. It's got some of our updates that we've got going on in the church over this Christmas season. And um, then we'll have our time of tithes and offerings. Good morning and Merry Christmas to you and your family. We're so glad you've chosen to worship with us this morning. And we want to make sure that you're aware This
2: week, Christmas Eve, December 24th, will be our Christmas Eve service from 6 to 6.30 p.m. This is for the entire family, so make sure, set time aside, and join us this Christmas Eve. As always, we want you to stay connected. The best way to do that is through our CC app. We have many things coming up in the new semester after the beginning of the new year, and we don't want you to miss any of that. In addition, you can check
0: us out online at ChristchapelMacon.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Christ Chapel Macon. Merry Christmas. All right, guys, we're going to continue our worship of the Lord um, by our time, our, our time of tith- giving our tithes and offerings. Um, just want to remind you as the music plays that this is just as much an act of worship as us standing and singing praise and worship to Him. And um, I just encourage you to take this time with your families to pray over your giving Um, and just that our hearts would be right before him as as we give. And um, we've got our baskets up here, and after we're done, Pastor John will come and pray.
2: Stand with me this morning, if you will, and turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. I'm very grateful uh, for Brad, Pastor Brad uh, filling in for me last week on that word from uh, about Mary. Wasn't that a good word? Amen. I was post-flu. Uh, it wasn't good. I was, I was here in body, but I was had that delay going still, you know, where people would say, like, John. Yeah, so I, I'm grateful for him filling in, and he did stir some things in me. I talked to you about that, and I wanna—I uh, just believe I have the Lord's heart for us to finish out this year with only two Sundays, if he should tarry. Luke 1, verse 26, um, the historical account, of, of course, of Mary bringing Christ to the world. Verse 26, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in to her and said, Hail, Mary, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among wom- women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then Mary said unto the angel, How shall these things be, seeing that I've never been with a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost will come upon you. And the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore also this holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah, into the house of Zacharias, and saluted Elizabeth, which means she greeted her. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation or the greeting of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Before you're seated, very quickly, let me tell you what my goal is this morning. I want to talk to you about the plans the Lord has for you. They're collective plans for all of us, that we would be reconciled to God. That's all of our plan. That we would live consecrated. That we would be sanctified, set apart unto God, fit for the Master's use. That we would be fruitful and faithful. But there's individual plans that He has for you. And the plans that He has for you are His plans. And that's why I just want to stir this morning. That one idea, I've never preached this message before, but I want to talk to you about the life God has planned for you. Outside of the common things. The individual, personal, specific plan and then uh, uh, with an S on the side individual expressions so that we might from this day forward when we pray instead of asking God to bless what we're doing Lord what would you have me to do how how, how do you want me to live where do you want me to go that we might fulfill the plan of God for our life before I pray I want to give you this one idea there is nothing more important in this world in this world than what Jesus has done for you. And there's very few, if anything, more important in the next world than what you lived out for Him. And that's the plans. Mary, you're highly favored. God has a specific plan for you. May we have the humility of heart, the courage and the character to pray that same prayer, whatever it is you want for me, O oh Lord. Let it happen in my life. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to preach your word this morning. And I pray that you would anoint me with your Holy Spirit. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would allow me to be a vessel for you this morning. Uh, as nothing I bring but availability. And I ask that you would anoint this word and that it would change. There would be people that this is the pivotal time for them. This word from heaven that God has plans for me that we would shelve our plans and put them to the side that we might find his plan for our life, your plan for our life. And I ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning. The first point I've already given you, and I I won't be long this morning, these next two Sundays, if Jesus should tarry, we're going to try to have everyone out for an hour because our children, they start to levitate about the 45-minute mark. You know, when we were growing up, there was the fear of retribution. So the children primarily behaved, you know, but since you're not allowed to retribute now, uh, we try to modify the time. Would you do me this courtesy today? Would you not let these statements roll over you like cliches, but I want you to grasp them and, and deal with them honestly. Do you really understand that God has plans for you, individual, catered, according to design. Before you were born, there were specific things, specific things that he had set aside. It's not about, you know, the guy that wakes up, oh, Lord, what tie should I wear? Which tie? And God says, they're all ugly. I don't care where any one of them. It doesn't matter. No, it's not those things. But before Jeremiah was formed in the belly, God said, I knew you. And I had predestined you to do certain things. That's a humbling thing that makes us get away from everyone else. I don't want someone else telling me what God's design is for my life. I don't want it through manipulation or guilt or promise of reward. I want the communication from heaven to tell me, you know... Mary you're highly favored John you're elect you're chosen he does not choose us because of who we are do you understand how do you you know one of my favorite things to say is you know what qualifications John do you have to be a preacher well it said he chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise and so I'm looking for a foolish uh, inept inadequate hey John come here I can use you and the glory is not the person the glory is what shines through the cracked vessels and that he would use us for his glory like uh, the prostitutes in the Bible, the woman taken in adultery, the tax collector that robbed from people. He had plans for their life, individual plans. How often do you get along with the Lord and say, Lord, this year, what you want me to do? You've already completed my salvation. All that's left is to see how much individual glory I bring you in the areas you've called me to do. It's not about picking something. It's not about picking something. It's about doing the thing. Doing the thing. Early when uh, I felt God's stirring in my heart to be a preacher. I wasn't a preacher. I was as far from being a preacher as anybody you've ever known. And I heard a fellow say something. It troubled me because I didn't understand it. And then when I understood it, I knew. He said, you who call yourself preachers, if you can do anything else, do it. I went, that don't sound real nice or edifying. What he meant was that for a life-calling not a specific thing, but a life calling, you won't be able to escape it. It's a reoccurring thought, a pressing in, a pushing in. It, 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 it's, it's interwoven in the fabric of who you are. It's the sweet spot. It's like the person that's always gravitating to those either in prison or out of prison. They just have a heart for them. That's all they see. Well, that's part of the assignment, the plans he has for them. Now, they they ain't going to ask you about children's church. If the kids are getting taught Jesus, never cross their mind. You see? It's it's the prison ministry. It's the prison ministry. It's the same with those that are in pastoral work, those that have a thing for unwed mothers, those that love children that don't have parents. Understand that the thing God has for you is tied to the sweet spot. It's tied to what what makes you laugh, what makes you cry, what makes you uh, stay awake at night these plans that God has for you, you've been designed for them. Now, there are lifelong callings and there are specific seasons of calling and then there's uh, you know, uh, opportunities, but it's, it's up to us individually. This is what breeds this intimacy. Is that, Lord, are you asking me to do this? Are you asking me to pick up and, 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 and do this? Are you asking me, Lord, to change here? Are you asking me, Lord, to to serve here. Just confirm it, Lord, and I'll spend my life doing it for you. Notice that this call to life plan, Mary didn't ask for it. She wasn't expecting it, and it didn't come with any notice. It just was. The driveway at 3597 Overlook Avenue, first time uh, we'd been there a little while, and I heard this ruckus going on in the driveway. I mean, it sounded like a war was going on. A joyful war, but a war nonetheless. Thus, King James, the children. So I go out in the driveway, and there's like 16, 17 kids just running around in my driveway. And you know, I got the old man, disheveled hair, get off my grass look. You know, I come out there, like, what are y'all doing? And they say, it's the bus stop, dude. What's the bus stop? Your driveway. The realtor conveniently left that out of the listing that my driveway was the bus stop and it began that morning as we emptied our cabinets out and got all the pop-tarts out and poured cereal and saw the one that didn't have a coat and everything it was that group of kids that touched my heart and i heard myself say the words we got to start a church for these kids 27 years ago when saul was knocked off of his donkey And the Lord introduced himself as Lord. He said, who are you, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus whom you persecute. He said, what do you want me to do? Is it more clear to you what Christ has done for you than it is what you're supposed to do for him? It's two sides of the same coin. It'll take a constant humbling of ourselves and asking, what would you have me do? So it's both... The plans he has for us are both universal and personal. They're individual. Number two, is made known by his voice and his word. In verse 30, the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for you found favor with God. And you're going to conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. And he'll be great and he'll be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. The guidance God gives you can be found. Now, I'm talking about individual guidance, okay? It can be found outside of the Word of God, but never in contradiction to it. Outside of the Word of God. Well, yeah, I can't open my Bible and it says, Thou shalt work at State Farm. Or God, It doesn't tell us where to work. But God's leading, His plans will be revealed by His Word or His voice. To you don't let people tell you what your assignments are let God do that for you and to let him touch your heart humble yourself before him we're not presuming upon any of these things the word of the Lord through this angel came to Mary and said you're I've called you for this purpose when 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 people start a business and I, I've known over the years you know they said. I believe the Lord's calling me to start this business and I'm supposed to use this to send missionaries. See, they didn't feel the need to go. They felt the need to send. And it's that individual voice. Don't come under the condemnation of... Even if the motive is good, the manipulation of men to try to get you to do a certain thing. How many of you were raised in the church? Remember Missionary Sunday and the guy come from Africa? And told all the stories and showed all the pictures and everybody's going to Africa. And you know, you come in and I'm sitting on the front row, please don't send me to Africa. Please don't send me to Africa. And by the time it's done, because the need is there, everybody's volunteering to go to Africa. Listen, the need is not the call. The call is the call. And... If, if we feel swayed by need or by the words of men, Grandma always said you were going to be a preacher. You go, I don't want to be a preacher. Grandma said you're going to be a preacher. I don't want to be a preacher. And then this guy becomes a preacher, and he's mean and mad, and nobody. it don't work. Let him find his plans. I know what I desire for my babies. I know what I'd love to see. But I don't want anything but God's plans for their life. God's plans. God's unique plans for them. If it contradicts His word, it's not His will. If it contradicts His word, it's not His will. Well, the Lord's done showing me who my husband is. I mean, he's married right now, but in the least, well, you better quit. 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 No, no, I had a dream. Well, still quit. It don't matter. It's not going to contradict His word. This guidance will come in unmistakable ways easy to understand. I love the story of, of Saul on the Damascus road when God appeared to him and it uh, Paul said when he was Saul then, he said, I heard the Lord speaking to me in the Hebrew tone. Stand to your feet. I've appointed unto you a, a, a missionary, a messenger to the nations. He said, he, I heard him speaking in the Hebrew tone. Why would God speak to him in the Hebrew tone? Because he was a Hebrew. God will speak to you in ways that are unmistakable and easy to understand. I did not know how I was gonna start a church, but I know that I thought about those babies every morning and I thought about them every afternoon and they would come into our house and ingrained its way in. And I remember like yesterday, Jason, the first Sunday of Christ Chapel, February 5th, 1995, I was driving a red 86, 85, 86 uh, truck. And all the kids were in the back of the truck sliding from one end to the other. You can't do that now. You go straight to jail. You don't pass gold, don't collect $200. I just had a truck full of kids in the back of the church. Well, how do you know? Because he spoke to me in a way that I could not miss it. Some of them needed a father. I was fatherless. And I just saw, I was like, I can can do this. I can do this. This guidance will be more than likely unrequested and without notice. Mary didn't say, Hey, uh, Yahweh, Father, or not Father at this time, Yahweh, do you think I could be the lady that births Messiah? Usually, the plans of God are not originated by us and brought up to God. He chooses us, we don't choose it. We don't look on the horizon and see what all the openings are and go, I think I'll do this. It's God that appoints us. Mary didn't volunteer for this, and and she was highly favored, but that doesn't mean she was the most qualified. Election is not based upon the person. It's based upon the mind of God and the heart of God. She was a virtuous woman, but how do you qualify to be the mother of the Son of God? I mean, come on. Would anybody else agree you probably fell a little short in that category? But she did. Don't disqualify yourself from great things. Listen, we are not supposed to pursue great things. We're supposed to pursue divine things. But don't disqualify yourself if the calling is greater than you. If the calling is greater than you, it very well, very well may be God. If the invitation to work alongside him to do that. It may not have many details, but it will come with great conviction. The life God planned for you is both universal and personal. It is made known by his voice and his word. And it, his voice will never contradict his word. Number three, the life God has planned for you is above, beyond your ability to live out. It's beyond your ability to live out. Listen to this. To me, this is such a pregnant and powerful uh, verse and concept in verse 34. Then said Mary to the angel, How shall these things be? What things? The assignment. This calling that you've given me to, to bring Jesus to the world. How can these things be, being that I've never been with a man? And the angel answered her and said, Listen, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. How how can I do this? How can I do this for the ladies at Rescue Mission? How can I do a home church? Lord, what what can you do with John Wood? What can you do with Michael? Or or, or what can you do with Mama Sheila? What can can you do? How, How can I do this thing you're calling me to do? And the answer to Mary is the answer for you today. Well, the power of the Lord will overshadow you. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Just like He gave David strength in front of the giant. Just like He gave uh, uh, Daniel strength to stand in the lion's den. Just like He gave the prophets boldness in the hour. You can accomplish the task of the Lord because He gives you the measure of His Spirit necessary to do the things you need to do. Nobody is sufficient. carnal person dreams too big the person with false humility dreams too small lord what do you want me to do and he says i want you to do this god how can this be do you understand how similar this is i want to draw the similarities and this is what was stirring me last week when pastor brad was preaching the similarities between us and mary we go well i'm nothing like her yes we are watch this You're going to have a son. She said, I've never been with a man. I'm a virgin. There's no seed inside of me. Nothing is present that is necessary to produce a child. And when God says, I want you to do this for me, and you evaluate and you go, I have nothing in me that will make me able to do that which you've called me to do. How can I do this? Well, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. And the power of God is going to overshadow you. And you're going to be able to do in the natural what you couldn't do before that infilling. I'm going to birth within you the capacity. I'm going to give you the seed necessary for the fruit that I've called forth in your life. I'm going to be the author of the ministry. I'm going to be the continuance of the ministry. I'm going to be the culmination of the ministry. How how can you do it? Oh no. Except that we're going to need God. We needed God to design the plans. We need God to reveal the plans. We We need God to give us enablement for the plans. And then walk alongside of us to finish the plans. These plans are dependent upon His power. God's power. When you hear the verse, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, you understand that context is critical to understand the word of God. Some people don't believe the Bible is the word of God and that's sad and uh, deathly at best. But others take it out of context. I can do all things. And then when God says all things, it means all things. I can't dunk a basketball. 59, my hamstrings don't know. I'm already at the age, if I drop something, I go, hey, can you get there for me? So see, to jump would necessitate the bending of the legs and the knees. Say your verse before you jump. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. How many men between 40 and 60 sit in that chair with no noise and try not to go to sleep? You can say your verse, I can stay awake. I can do all (laughs) the Eyes wide open, you're going to sleep. Well, I know some of us can stay awake. I'm trying to use humor to let you know that that's not the context of that verse. That I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. If you run a continuous theme, stay with me, through the entirety of the Bible, it says that everything God initiates and invites you to do with Him, you can do through the power of the Holy Spirit. I can do anything. What? through Christ, that strengthens me. I can be a missionary. I can be a pastor. I can be a preacher. I can open my home back up. I thought we were retiring. We're going to retread and house these children that don't have parents. Does my body want to do that? How can these things be? I'm 60, and we're going to take in more babies. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, through divine enablement, unqualified, no variables, no strength, no seed, no capacity. How how can this be? Well, the power, the the spirit of the Lord's going to come upon you. We're dreaming too small. We're we're not open to the idea that God could use insignificant people in great ways. I avoid that word "great" because it's done a great harm to the body of Christ because we always believe that when God invites you to do something, it's great in the sense of seen, recognized better than other people. And that's not the great I'm talking about. The great I'm talking about means outside of ourselves, not for ourselves, for the glory of the Lord. And it's going to take His power. These plans cannot be separated from this power, divine power, supernatural power, unmistakable power, sufficient power, glorious power. These plans cannot be separated from His guidance, His leading and the revealing of it. These plans are set in motion and continued and finished by His supply. These plans are governed by His timing and always connected to the glory of Jesus Christ. And they are made sure by His faithfulness. I cannot pastor yet. Twenty-seven years, I, I, you could fill in the sentence. I, I, I'm too old to be a, a. I should be. I'm a great grandmother. What do you mean? I gotta watch this person's kids. I can't. Yes, you can. How? How can these things be? Through Christ, that strengthens you. Our life. The older I get, when we're young, do you remember, y'all participate with me, do you remember when you'd kneel down and no one was there or you'd be in a church service or in your prayer closet and you'd say, just take my life, Lord, take my life and use it for your glory and use it. And then as we got older and the responsibilities increased and we got tired, we started measuring out little corners for him to use because if he used too much, we're just going to go down the drain because we're, bar- we're circling the drain now. And the older I get, God's not trying to make me pretty and uh, attractive to the world. He's trying to wring out the last little bit of glory because in heaven, I'm going to be known by that which I did for him. My only access to heaven is by what he did for me. But in heaven, how much glory did you let me wring out of that dish rag? See, when we start, we think polished vase, jar, beauty, shine, and God's just waiting there with a ball peen hammer, you know, waiting to bang, crack it so that through that brokenness, that glory will come. Number four, the life God has planned for you is not without great obstacles. Then said Mary unto this. Angel, how shall this be, seeing that I know not a man? I've already covered that part of the impossibility. God's plan was outside of what was naturally possible for her. God's plan for her never included the question, what do you want to do? That right there, I could, I could, say, I could give you that statement, shut my Bible and walk off I preached. Everyone's favorite verse. I know the plans for you, that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, bring you to an expected end, give you hope. Everybody loves that verse. Great God has great plans for your life. They even tell you to use that in evangelism right now. God has great plans for your life. Well, define great. God had great plans for John the Baptist, who wound up finishing his ministry in a prison, prison beheaded by a lustful king. God had great plans for the disciples and all of them were martyred uh, except for one who could have still been martyred. We're not The jury's still out on that. God had great plans for Stephen but he was dragged in the middle of the street and while Saul of Tarsus held the coats they threw great rocks and caved his skull in. I'm not saying that all of God's plans have horrific outcomes but you have to redefine the word great I know the plans I have for you, plans to to prosper you, to bless you, to to bring from your life glory, to bring God glory, to bring God glory. The world's definition of great is how much higher you can be than everyone else. God's definition of great is how much lower you can kneel than anyone else. Greatness kneels. Greatness kneels kneels God never asked her Mary what do you want <laughs> I love this I told God I would do three things and he could pick like <laughs> God knocks Saul off his donkey blinds him with a blinding light speaks from heaven hey Saul I was really thinking about you being a missionary would you just consider that and go spend a few days pray about it tell me what you think and if not we can do a modified thing stand to your feet I've appointed you a missionary unto me, a messenger. Mary, you have been chosen for. Notice what is missing. John, what do you want to do? Katrina, what do you want to do? And in the church, it's us telling God what we want and Him bless it. That's why we're anemic and powerless and fruitless and joyless. Because joy comes in harmony, harmonious. When all the parts, my will, his will, blend together. That's good, Pastor John. Thank you. Never asked her what she wanted. God's plan made her extremely vulnerable. When you submit to the will of God daily, and then seasonally, and then by assignment, you will come into some of these things. By her housing Jesus, She was exposed to the hatred of the devil and the targeting of the king. If our musician would come, please. To the misunderstanding of others. So when Mary became pregnant, she was either an adulterer. This is the story, everybody. She's either an adulterer, uh, a fornicator. She slept with Joseph or she slept with somebody else or God got her pregnant. When you decide to live your life fully for God, you're going to be misunderstood, maligned, opposed. You're going to have to live vulnerable to your own doubts, to your own questions, to your own insecurities, to to the fear of what will all this mean in the days to come, to the loneliness, loneliness that a life yielded to God brings upon itself. To the possibility of pride standing at the door. Very quickly, let me just just touch this. When God gives you great plans, how much bigger does it get than bringing Jesus to the world? Not one mention of her acting arrogant or pride-filled. The Mary of the Bible would abhor the idea of someone praying to her or, or, or giving her glory in this world. Here's what she said. She said, I'm just a handmaid. I'm just a handmaid. I'm going to be as honest with you as I know how to be. I'm less impressed with myself today than I've ever been in my life. If there's any good thing that's ever been done in my life, the vessel is not the good thing. It's the Lord in the vessel. There's no room for pride or arrogance or superiority. Mary did not esteem herself. She said, I'm just a servant, a maid, if you will. But if you do great things for the Lord, somebody's going to come around and call you great. And you have to go, no, the Lord knows who I am. I just want my life to bring glory to Him. Uh, You know these memes that come out, on some some of them are cute. I, I don't like most of them. But some of them are just cute. Have y'all seen the one that's on Facebook and it's talked about the mom going into the store? That's how we're going to go into 2022. Now, when we go into this next year, y'all don't touch nothing. <laughs> y'all don't say nothing. Just don't break nothing. If Jesus tarries, there are going to be great opportunities given to people to do more for him in the coming year than they've done in years past. But it's going to take a humility of heart. It's going to take an availability. It's not going to have room for your plans. It's going to be go up to the chalkboard and wipe it down. And say, Just write over my life what you want me to do, Lord. And finally, the life God planned for you is probably larger than the life you're living today. Notice I didn't say greater. Larger. Larger in the sense that God sees you differently than you see yourself. Larger in the sense that God sees the end from the beginning. Larger in the sense that God is not limited by man, time, space, or variables. Larger in the sense that your life can be much more useful, much more dedicated, much more fruitful, and much more rewarding than it is today. The life that God has for you. This is what Mary, if she could take the mic, she'd go, the life God has for you is... Greater, larger than what you've dreamt about. No, you're nothing special. But the thing God wants to do in you and through you is, and it can go on for eternity. Don't hoard the little pieces of the life that you have left, give them away. Don't spend your life on yourself invested in others the life that God has planned for you is in fact just one prayer away picture this here's this little common woman she's going to get engaged there's no Facebook, there's no social media she's going to get engaged she's got this guy that she really likes and they're talking about marriage and this angel Comes and tells her God's plans. None of her plans and none of God's plans matched up. You know what she said? Be it unto me according to what you said. Pastor John, how can I live in the year to come? How can I live out what God wants me to do? In sincerity, you step before Him and say, whatever it is you want me to do, let it happen in my life and then strap in it may be uphill it may be downhill but this i know that the plans god has for you are still for you would you stand with me this morning would you bow your heads for just a moment please This wasn't in my notes till last thing this morning. To that person that believed that God once had plans for them. But those plans are no more. The plans God has for you were not your plans. They're His plans. And you don't get to close the door on them. The plans God has for you are still for you. The plans God has for you are available to you. You are one prayer away from realizing those plans in your life. Be it unto me according to your word, oh Lord. Be it unto me according to your word, Lord. Lord, for whatever you want, chapter of my life. Be it unto me according to your word, Lord. Be it unto me. What man in this room is going to change the trajectory of his family with that prayer? What woman? Lord, you can have it all. You can have my retirement plans. You can have my next 10 years. Whatever the plan was, just be it unto me according to your word, Lord. Lord, Father as we go into this next year may we go in with a great humility but a great awareness that the life you have for us is probably larger than the life we're living that we would be open to making ourselves be vulnerable and step out and try to do something great for you ring out that last bit of glory from our life oh Lord. ring out that glory from our before we're dismissed this morning would you look this way one more time be on the lookout be careful who you share your uh, precious things with the pearls of God's dialogue with you but be on the lookout for those people that when you get around them and they talk about the Lord that God's doing in you jumps God will give you one or two people Mama Sheila that it'll just when they talk about the Lord you me too yes it doesn't mean they're better than other people it means they're part of the plan and draw close hold close it's precious and it's rare your pastor loves you today and I hope you have the best of Christmases that for those that this is a dark time that you would sense his touch in the darkness and it'll pass for those of you that it's just magical and kids are running around I wish you the biggest nap Christmas day and you get rest for all of us men that are going to get the ugly clothes none of them fit because we've gained weight We just give them to a friend have a wonderful wonderful Christmas Eve see you Christmas Eve 30 minutes, uh, 6 to 6.30. God bless you.